Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Angie, Estimate Rocket, and Paint Supply. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host here for the podcast. It's already 2024. And if you're listening to this when it comes out or the week of it, we are already three weeks into the year, which is crazy. And if you're like me, and I know even a lot of others uh, that either took time off that first week, or maybe you were at home with sick kiddos, uh, like I was, really we're two weeks into it, right? Because uh, I feel like as, as we're recording this here uh, on January 8th, uh, th- this is like my first week of the new year. Um, but with that being said, after this week, there's only 49 weeks left in the year. And at least this year, we get an extra day in February to help out with those 2024 goals. Uh, and so whether or not you've done some planning for 2024 already, we wanted to kind of highlight how to plan out what, what I consider the three most important areas of your life, your business, your personal life, and your family. Uh, and I'll talk more about family, right? That might just be a, a relationship. It might be having kids. It, it could be a lot of different things, right? So if, if you're single and you're listening to this, don't don't tune out for that part. Uh, I'll try to bring it full circle in some ways that can help you as well. Uh, but that was just the easiest way to kind of narrow in those three areas. And so if you haven't started planning the year out, it's not too late, right? We're going to simplify the most important things and the way to think through to make 2024 your best year yet. Uh, and if you have started planning out 2024, fantastic Awesome. I love to hear it. And hopefully there's a few things in here that you're going to hear in this episode that's going to help you revisit that planning or maybe think through it in a different way or or go back to it and make some changes before we get too far into the year. And the last thing I'm going to leave you with is how to make sure that everything you're going to plan, think through and talk through actually happens to make 2024 your best year yet. So I hope it helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Before we get into the content of this episode, I want to take a quick second and share what our January promotion is here that we're running at Elite Business Advisors. If you're wanting to make 2024 your best year yet in business, we're currently offering $300 off your first three months of working with us. We're opening this up to five people, the first five people to take advantage of this offer, and then we're going to close it uh, for the time being. We're going to give you $300 off your first three months. Uh, and so with that being said, as of right now, when we're releasing this episode, we've got the five spots available. Uh, and all you have to do is complete a free business analysis meeting with us before January 31st to qualify again, the first five people uh, and go to www.elitebusinessadvisors.com and fill out our schedule and analysis call form to start the process. Okay, so as I mentioned in the intro, we've got three places that we want to kind of plan out 2024. Uh, And so I'm going to dive right into them. Number one, your business, right? Everybody listening to this is most likely a business owner. I think we're probably like 98% of listeners or business owners uh, are in a spot that they should be planning out like an independent insurance agent, something like that, that they need to plan out their year, right? And so I want to hit on the business. Some of the business stuff we're going to talk about here is going to actually trickle over into some of the personal planning I want to go through here. Uh, So I promise by the end of the episode, it's all going to flow together here. But just on a macro level, I want to share 
How do you go through and plan out your business? All right. And what we did in the end of November, December, we're trying to eat up with a few clients here early January, is we went through and planned out what does the year look like on a revenue basis, a sales basis, because again, revenue is really production based. Uh, so production basis, sales goals, jobs sold, and estimates needed to complete each month in order to hit our goals for the year, right? Because it's one thing to say, hey, we wanna do a million dollars this year, right? But if if the goal is just a macro, hey, we wanna do a million dollars and there's no plan on what does that look like, it's gonna be really hard to make sure you hit there, right? And, and we had this happen time and time again, and this is why it's so important and why we've, you know, in the last three or four years, broke this down month by month for everybody, is we're gonna set monthly production goals, right? What are you gonna do here in January? What are you gonna do in February? What's your goal for March, April, May, June, July, August, all the way through the end of the year? Because what happens is what we would see is we would have somebody say, hey, our goal next year is we're gonna do a million dollars. First time ever, we're gonna do a million. We did 600 this year. Fantastic, right? I love it, love the goal. And what would happen is when we start putting this in the monthly breakdowns, right? Okay, what do you think you're gonna do this month? What do you think? What do you think you can peak at in June, July, August? You know, your busy months for most contractors. By the time we'd get done with it, their monthly goals would add up to 800,000, right? So they tell me they have a million dollar goal, but if they look at it on a month by month basis, it adds up to 800,000, right? So there's a disconnect. So you have two options, right? You adjust the monthly goals up in order to hit your million dollar goal, or you say, hey, maybe a million was a little too ambitious. I really don't think with whatever's going on, personal life, business, whatever, that we can do more than what we have in these monthly goals. So we are actually gonna lower that goal down to 800,000 and we'll set a stretch goal of a million still, right? That if things go well, maybe by May, things are changing those last seven months of the year, you might be able to hit a million still, right? So breaking it down into monthly goals, make sure there's no cognitive dissonance between what you your macro goal is and what the reality of those goals are, right? And so when we start planning through in, in business, um, we start out with, again, setting those monthly production goals. What does that add up to for the year? Are we happy with it? Are we set to it, right? And I tell clients all the time on our calls, I can sit here and set goals and numbers for you, what I think you should do or where you should be at to help stretch you. But if you get off this call and you're not bought into it, we've literally just wasted 30 minutes of our life because you have to believe it. You have to know, hey, we can do this, right? We have some big lofty goals set here at Elite Business Advisors this year. And guess what? I know without a shadow of a doubt, we're gonna hit them. Like there's no question about it. I'm bought into it. They're big goals, but they're gonna happen um, one way or the other, right? And so you have to be bought into it, right? So it starts out their monthly production goals. To turn that into sales goals, I say for sake of simplicity, because there's no way to predict what jobs you're gonna sell in January for April and blah, 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 blah. I just say, hey, set a sales goal for whatever you wanna produce in April, that is your sales goal for March, right? Always sell a month ahead of time. Again, you're gonna sell jobs in January for April and you know in October for next year, like I understand that. Um, so because there's no easy way to predict some of that, we just say on a very simple basis, whatever your production goal is in April, you need to sell it in March, right? And you might get to a point where you triple your sales goal of February and you book out March and April, that's okay right? We'll, we'll revisit those sales goals, you know, each month. And that's what you should do as well before the month starts. So once you have your sales goals, you can basically use your average job size to come up with your third 
goal for the business each month is how many jobs do we need to sell, right? The easiest way to do this is take your sales goal. Let's say it's $100,000 for one month. And you say, hey, our average job size is $2,500, right? So at a $2,500 average, that means you're going to have to sell. I always try to go with round numbers to do quick math here. 2,500, you would need to sell 40 jobs to do $100,000 in sales at a $2,500 average. Or maybe your average job size is five grand, so you'll have to sell 20 jobs. Whatever your average job size is will tell you how many, the number of jobs you need to sell in that given month. Now, one thing to think about, I typically just do a blanket average here unless there's a huge difference between your interior averages and your exterior averages. For 80% of people listening to this podcast, you are in a market where seasonality, the seasons affect your business, right? And if you are, you're probably going to have a different average job size in some cases for interior and exterior. If it's within a thousand bucks, just go with your overall average for the year. If it's like, hey, our average exteriors are 8,500 and our average interiors are 3,000, then you might want to think about that and adjust um, kind of your planning a little bit and say, hey, in February, January, February, March, we're going to use our interior averages. The rest of the year, we'll use our combined average. I don't know. Again, that's just something if you want to get really micro there, but just again, something to make sure that this is relatively accurate because I've had that happen with some clients. We've had to adjust our formulas um, to make sure that that works. And then lastly, so number three, you've got your number of jobs sold every month. And then number four, last piece is, how many estimates do we need to complete based on what our closing rate is to sell that number of jobs every month, right? So let's say your your production or your sales goal is 100 grand, $5,000 average, I'm going simpler math here, you need to sell 20 jobs per month. And let's just say your closing rate is 50%, again, simple math. So that means you need to do 40 estimates a month, right? What I want you to finish with is how many estimates do we need to do every single month that if, if all of our averages hold true, we're going to hit our $100,000 goal, right? Because then you can say, hey, we need to do 40 estimates a month, which means you need to do on average, call it 10 a week, right? Just breaking this down real simple. And then the question becomes, does your current marketing efforts support you already doing 10 estimates a week? Or do you need, are you doing seven or eight right now and we need to increase a little bit? Are you doing four or five right now and we need to increase a lot of it, right? So this kind of helps you get some good understandings of this down. Obviously the rest of the planning piece, and, and I'll talk about this a little bit here, is okay, in order to do a hundred grand, who do we need to hire? What do we need to do? What systems do we need? I mean, there's all that stuff that goes into it, but from a purely planning the numbers perspective, these are the four KPIs I want you to focus on. And then again, once you have this framework together, then you can start to say, well, hey, we only have six painters right now. So if we wanna produce 100,000 this month, we're probably gonna to need to hire at least two more, probably three if you're going off industry averages. So that's gonna be one of your goals you know, as we head into the year. Hey, we also need to get a better system. We need an admin person. We need, what are the things we need to do, right? So there's the numbers planning that I just went through. And then there's a whole lot of other kind of intangible things. I said, I say to set them as quarterly objectives, uh, you know, throughout the year. Hey, by the end of March, we need to have three painters hired, right? So maybe you hire uh, one in February and two in March, right? And you can start setting some monthly goals in here uh, to make sure that we hit on that. Uh, and so again, I'll talk, come back to that here in just a little bit. Um, if this is something that's interesting to you, you wanna go through and do this, you haven't done this yet, we have a Google Sheet that you guys can have that helps plan all this out. Naturally, it's formulated to where if you put in your, your monthly production goals, 
you put in your average job size, your average closing rate, it will calculate out everything I just walked through for you guys. Uh, and then we have it set up to track your actuals throughout the year as well. And so if you want a copy of that, uh, whether you've done it or not, you don't have something to, to track it or put it on paper, uh, shoot me an email, chris at elitebusinessadvisors.com. I'm happy to share that sheet with you. That's one of our free resources we give away uh, to anybody every year as we're going through planning out the year because I think it's super crucial to your business. Uh, and even if you listen to this podcast in June or July and you still want a copy of it, anytime, shoot me an email. That and our job costing sheet are the two things that we always just give away because uh, I think they're so important to your business. So those are like two very critical pieces. So um, I want to go next into kind of planning out your personal life, right? Business and personal intersect so much. And so I want to go through and plan out, okay, what do we need to plan out our personal life? And then I'll kind of bring this home with some of the stuff I was talking about with business. So I say there's six areas of life. I've heard this broken down into three or four. I've heard eight. I've heard 10. At one point I had heard the eight F's. There's a hundred different ways you could break this down. Okay. But for me, this is my six most important things. Okay. Um, and I think what you should do to start out this whole entire exercise is figure out um, what do you want to achieve in these six areas? It can be multiple things because uh, we're going to kind of simplify it and make it a funnel uh, as we move down the list here as I talk through this. But what are the things you want to achieve in these six areas? Number one, your faith life. What do you want to do to, to better or strengthen your faith life this year? Maybe for some people it's start going to church or go to church every Sunday or three weeks a month or, or what does that look like? Maybe it's volunteering. Maybe it's praying more. Maybe it's reading the Bible and doing devotionals. Maybe it's discipling others and leading a small group, whatever it is. What do you want to do to strengthen your faith life if that's something that's important to you? Number two, relationships. This should include your friends, your family, your spouse, your kids, any relationships that you have. Um, you know, for me, we went through and I, I went through and I said, hey, I wanna have two date nights a month, right? Like that's something that with having two kids under two uh, kind of goes by the wayside sometimes. And so that's a big goal for, for me and Christina here in 2024. Uh, well, it was me and now she's bought into it. Thankfully, I just made the goal and then told her about it like any good husband. Um, but I did communicate it. There's a, there's a point to be made there. Um, you know, we want to have two date nights a month, right? We want to get back to being us outside of just being parents, right? Um, maybe it's having a Sunday night planning meeting uh, with the two of us to sit down and kind of plan out the week and who's doing what with kids and all that stuff, right? I know it's going to get even more important as they get older. Maybe it's having one-on-one -on -one time with your children. Maybe it's being home for dinner together as a family at the dinner table every night. Like, what are the things you want to do in your family, your spouse, your friendships, um, to make sure that you're strengthening and having the best year yet in your relationships. Number three, finances. This is always a great one. I'm not going to tell you make a budget, although I think you should. I call it a spending plan for a reason. Um, but, you know, with your finances, what do you want to achieve this year, right? Do you want to pay off debt? Maybe it's get rid of all your credit cards. Maybe it's, you know, pay off uh, some other loans, maybe whatever it is, right? Do you want to get some debt paid off or even just make a big chunk knock down on it, right? Uh, do you want to increase your savings to a certain level, right? Have so much money, you know, I would say three to six months of living expenses. If something happened three months on the low side, six months is great. Is there purchases you want to make? Um, I know for Christina and I this year, we really want to get a Tahoe or a, another little bit bigger SUV um, to have a third row and, and have it to where right now we've got the kids seats and a bench seat in the second row. And 
uh, third row in her MDX, the back is tiny. It's just not a great situation, right? Um, we wanted to take my parents to go see some Christmas lights and like we, we literally couldn't because um, again, car seats, right? So that's a big goal for us is at some point this year, we want to get a, we're looking at Tahoe, but something a little bit bigger uh, that would be great for our family. Maybe it's retirement goals. Start maxing out a Roth IRA, do a, a SEP IRA or a simple IRA through your business, whatever that looks like, right? Maybe it's giving, maybe it's increasing your level of income, which will tie back into some of these business goals we're gonna set here, right? I'm just trying to give you guys some thoughts and some ideas, right? Because seeing the categories, um, for me, I needed some like ideas and thoughts to kind of start sparking some ideas here. So if you're going through this, again, pause that after each one, you can kind of use this episode as your your planning time to listen to a category, write some stuff out, go on to the next one. So um, the fourth one, fitness and health, right? Uh, it's January 8th, and uh, I'm sure the gyms are already halfway cleared out. Uh, that's okay. But what do you want your fitness and health life to look like this year? Um, maybe it's a certain amount of workouts, right? Um, maybe you want to improve your your BMI, your body mass index. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it stands for. Um, maybe you want to reduce sugar, caffeine, alcohol, right? Maybe set a goal. Uh, you know, what, what do these things look like for your fitness and your health? Maybe it's waking up at six o'clock every day, right? Maybe it's having some time uh, to yourself in the mornings, whatever that looks like. What does your fitness and health look like this year? Uh, and it's good to, this is kind of a spot you can kind of brain dump some things. I do like having a little more like ways to measure things. I've always, you know, the term smart goals, right? got to be specific. They got to be measurable, uh, you know, and everything else. So I like that, like having some numbers and just say, Hey, I want to reduce my alcohol intake this year. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Right? Like, oh, I can have three drinks a week right? Or something like that. Um, you know, again, it, this is, th this can be a brain dump. Hey, I just want to do this. That's fine. Uh, but as you really are getting more serious about some of these things you may set out, like having quantifiable things on there is great, right? I could say like, Hey, I want to have more date nights this year. Great. But like for me to turn it into an actual goal that I'll talk about here in a second, like I needed to put some numbers and some stuff behind it. So just a thought. Number five, business. What do you want to achieve in your business this year? Right. This is again where we're kind of tying back up to some of the business planning. Maybe it's a revenue goal you guys want to hit. Maybe it's a profitability goal or a, a margin goal. Uh, maybe it's growth, right? Hey, we want to, you know, add an office person and, and add a whole nother crew of painters, like I mentioned earlier, right? Kind of tying into those numbers. Uh, maybe it's the time involvement you have in your business, right? Hey, I, I don't want to work more than 40 hours a week this year right? Um, maybe it's, you want to add a new service, right? We have a client down in Louisville. She's adding in uh, like decorative wood trim strips on walls um, and doing that. That's a big thing on a lot of accent walls in a lot of markets right now. It's super cool. I love what she's doing with her. I know that's one of her 2024 goals this year. Uh, so what does your, your business want to look like? And then the last of the six areas is for me, it's personal growth, right? What do you want to do for you better this year? I believe that's one thing I'm gonna to speak to myself for a second, all right? I have not done a great job the last two years about taking care of myself, and that goes for fitness and health, it goes for a lot of different things, okay? And one thing that went out the, the wayside for me that I'm committed to getting back to this year is reading vigorously. Um, I was reading three books a month, every single month for probably two, three, four years until Chase was born. And the reason this happened, it's not an excuse, I don't think. It is an excuse, and I'm aware of that. Um, was I would get up at 6, 6.30 every morning and read for 30 minutes, and then hop on my computer, start my day, whatever, right? We didn't have kids. 
well, now I have this alarm clock that wakes up anytime between five and seven. So reading in the morning kind of goes out the window for me, right? And I've never done a good enough job to get a new routine and get something in there. And guess what? When I don't have a routine, I don't have a repeatable pattern for me, it's gone. So I've read here and there over the last year, tried to listen to more podcasts and do more stuff like that. That was a little bit easier for me to implement, but that's a big focus for me is getting back into reading. Maybe it's not three books a month, right? But it's at least 10 to 15 minutes a day, five days a week, right? And my goal is get here into the office uh, a little bit earlier to where I have some time uninterrupted trying to read while Bluey's on in the background and you know baby's crying, it's, that's not a good setup for me. So maybe it's reading, maybe it's listening to podcasts or audiobooks or something like that, right? Maybe it's going to events or attending webinars or certain things to develop yourself. Maybe it's doing a gratitude journal every day. We've talked about that on some episodes before, right? right? Write down five specific things that you're grateful for every single day. It'll start changing your mindset and your perspective on life and everything around you. So figure out what do you want to achieve in those six areas, okay? And then what I want you to do is out of everything you have on that sheet, I want you to narrow it down to your top 10 goals for 2024 with deadlines, okay? So for me, again, I mentioned the two date nights a month, right? So for me, it's just that's a monthly deadline every single month. Uh, but we have an, another goal that I set in the business category that was X amount of clients, by July 1st, right? So then I was able to take that and backtrack that again for us and our business to say, okay, well, by the end of February, this is where we should be at. By the end of March, like this is what we should do to be on track to hit that goal by July 1st, right? Um, so have deadlines with all top 10. This is where they have to be measurable. They have to be specific. Um, one of my top 10 goals, again, this is uh, kind of our theme for the year is let's get back to being us, right? As, as parents and, and husband and wife, I'm, I'm transparent with that. Um, you know, and one thing that I have on my goal list uh, that was an easy sell for Christina was I wanna do a vacation every quarter. Even if it's a weekend getaway, it's only a couple of days. Maybe we drive to Nashville or somewhere close, go see my good friends down at Harpeth Painting. Um, whatever it is, right? Like just get away even if it's Friday evening through Sunday night, something like that, right? Once a quarter. So for me, again, that's a measurable goal because I'm gonna look at between January 1st and the end of March, did we do a vacation? I'll allow it if we're doing one in April and then one in June and kind of make up for it there in the second quarter, right? But it's measurable. I've got deadlines, I've got parameters on it, right? So come up with what your top 10 goals for the year. And, and really what I want you to look at this is, if these 10 things happen, I would consider 2024 a smashing success. Like this would be the the best year I've ever had if, if all 10 of these things hit. And even if not, if seven or eight of them hit, it's still gonna be a pretty dang good year, right? So what are the top 10 most important things to you to focus on this year? And again, this is across all categories, right? So you can sprinkle your business in there. Um, you can sprinkle some different things in there. This wouldn't be a place to say like, hey, I wanna hire two painters. You could do that. That could be part of your top 10 goals. Uh, but I would focus more on maybe revenue, profit, you know, some other things that will provide for you um, as far as that goes. But if you want it to just be, hey, if we hire two painters this year, that's a huge win for me. Great, that's fantastic for you. Right. And then from there, this is where it gets hard, right? Coming out with the top 10 was pretty easy. I had eight that were like no brainers, great. And then filling in kind of final, finding those other two things in my brainstorm from up above. But I want you to take it. I'm not gonna ask you to go to one. I feel like that's too extreme, but I am gonna ask you to narrow it down to three. 
okay? Because I still want you to hit your top 10. It's gotta be a big focus. But as you probably know, if you focus on too much, you actually focus on nothing at all, right? If you say, hey, I wanna start working out three times a week and we're only eat out once a week and I'm gonna listen to three podcasts a day and I'm gonna read 20 minutes in the morning and we're gonna do a date night every week and we're gonna do this. And, and like all of a sudden you've got 17 things that you wanna do all of a sudden that you weren't doing on December 30th and now you wanna do it on December 2nd or obviously whenever this episode comes out here in the middle of the month, it's not gonna happen. You might crush it for three days and you're gonna be so freaking exhausted that you're gonna give up and it's just not gonna work, right? So 10 goals is doable throughout the whole year, right? But what are the top three that if you do these three things would impact your life the most, right? Maybe for you, these three goals will snowball into helping you hit the other 10, right? I realized after I went through my top 10 that really three of them were kind of all connected. That if I could hit the client goal in business that I set, which was one of my top 10 and actually one of my top three, that it would then trickle down into one of the financial goals and one of the other goals. And like, and it would easily, one goal would knock off three of them, right? So instead of putting all three of those for my top three, I said, no, if, if I hit that, then the other two will kind of take care of themselves, right? But I'm still leaving it on my top 10. So what are the three goals that will impact your life the most and move the needle the furthest for you guys, right? Because again, if your goal is to pay off debt or do some financial things, increasing your, your business, right? Whatever that looks like, revenue, profit, whatever, will kind of knock that out, right? So what are the top three goals that would impact your life the most and help you maybe achieve the most out of the, your top 10 list if you've got some that are connected in there? So those are the three things, right? Focus on that this year. I wanna break it down a little bit and I'm gonna speed this up. I'm gonna try to finish this up here in, within the next five minutes. <clears throat> From there, I want you to break it down into what do we need to do in the first quarter? Right, again, maybe you've got some goals that you've got deadlines that, hey, by the end of December, we wanna be at this point. Well, how do we backtrack that, right? As I mentioned, the client goal by July 1st, right? That's into the second quarter. So by the end of the first quarter, we need to be here in order to be on track to, to finalize that in the second quarter. So come up with what your quarter one goals are. I'm not gonna give you a, a number three, five, 10. Again, I, th I think if you go more than five on a quarterly goal, I think that gets to be a little bit much. Um, but if nothing else, take your top 10 and, and break it down into what do we need to do in the next 90 days or 75 days when you're listening to this. So if nothing else, don't have any more than your 10 top 10 goals broken down by each quarter, right? And then what I want you to do, this is the last step here, and, and this is really the most important for your top three, but break it down into what do we need to do here by the end of January? And then at the end of January, we're gonna set February goals, right? And at the end of February, we're gonna set March goals. And even if we're already off track by mid-February for your quarterly goals, we're gonna reset a goal for the end of March to make sure we're still making progress, right? Even if you're missing the mark a little bit, progress is what we need to see. We need to set goals that are close, right? What I see people do is, they maybe fall short the first couple of weeks and then they try to spend so much time making up what they've already lost and then it just becomes so overwhelming or so much work or super stressful or exhausting, whatever. And then they just say, you know what, forget it. No, I would rather you lower the goal and refocus on getting there. Make it something again, that's achievable, part of those SMART goals. So as a quick summary on this section, your top 10 goals for the year, break it down into what's the three most important to hit this year, set some quarter one goals, and then set some January goals or February, depending on when you're listening to this episode. And if you want, 
I'm gonna, I might regret this, but if you want to email me what those things are, top 10, top three, quarter one, and then the next monthly goal, whatever that is, email it to me. Again, chris at elitebusinessadvisors.com. I'll help hold you accountable. I'll put it in my calendar to reach out to everybody that emails me the first week of February or first week of March or whenever that is. Again, I might regret it, but you know what? Make me regret it because we're all in this together, right? Um, who knows what could come out of this, but if you're in it and you want some accountability, shoot me an email, chris at elitebusinessadvisors.com um, with what your goals are. And I'm happy to make some accountability happen here. And then the last thing, I mentioned this in the intro. I'm gonna quickly hit on this, this is a pretty simple one. Family planning, you can tie this back into um, the, the personal planning, especially if you are single, right? But one thing that, that her, Christine and I are gonna do, and we were gonna do it last week and kids were sick. And uh, again, this is our first week of the new year now. Uh, I know a couple of people that have done this and I had the idea of, we spend so much time planning out our, our personal lives and our business that I told Christina a couple of weeks ago, I was like, hey, I wanna sit down for like three to four hours. I know it's gonna seem like a marathon session. So I was like, if you need some wine, great. But I wanna plan out what is 2024 gonna look like for us this year, right? And so the kind of couple things that I came about, and again, we haven't done this yet. I wanna be perfectly transparent with you guys. This is on our list to hopefully do this or to do this weekend uh, coming up here right before this episode comes out is I wanna plan out what do those vacations look like, right? Where, what are the, the four places at least that we wanna go this year? Weekend trips, when are we gonna go? Just on a big picture planning purpose, right? Second thing, what house projects do we wanna do this year, right? And some of you guys have been listening for a while, know we, we finished a lot of stuff in our basement last year uh, as the baby was coming and needed a guest bedroom and a kid's playroom and stuff. Um, you know, we've got some stuff there. I don't know that I'll get to it this year, but like what are the other house projects, big or small, that we wanna knock out this year, right? Um, and make sure that we kind of get, again, our priorities ahead, right? When you when you don't plan, you're, you're gonna fail 90% of the time, right? So at least if we can have some plans out there, then it's just a matter of sticking to them. Um, any big purchases you wanna make, as I shared earlier, we wanna get a Tahoe or an, a vehicle, something like that, right? Is there any other big purchases that you wanna make and kind of when, when do you wanna do that, right? What's that look like for you? Any financial goals, as we've already talked about, I think it's good to get the whole family on that, whether you're going through and doing a budget, whether it's, hey, we wanna save for retirement, we wanna pay off debt. When you get everybody together on the same page, I know this can be a hard thing. We have a program Christine and I went through called Financial Fitness. We still have access to it, we have some. Uh, if you wanna talk more about it, like I'd love to share that with you guys because it was huge for us to pay off debt. Um, we had our student loans paid off in five years um, coming out of PA school. Like it made us get on the same page with it, right? And having meetings and having conversations like this and what do we wanna do and this and that, it was super helpful. Uh, and then the last thing, again, that I've got on my list here is what are like the personal goals each of us have for the year? What are the new routines we needed, the new things we wanna do, the things we need to like communicate and coordinate on, right? I know like we're both wanting to get back into the, the health and fitness, right? The last two years has been pure survival for us in so many different ways. And so like, we wanna make that a priority again, right? And so like, I'm kind of already looking at my schedule when is my ideal workout times. And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to get up at five or 5.30 in the morning to work out before I, you know, get ready and get out of the house and, and drop chase off and stuff. And great, I, I will support that 100%, but that's also gonna take some changes for me of what my mornings are gonna look like, right? So like, it's good for us just to get on the same page heading into the new year if we have some new things like that, right? A couple other things you know, for us is, is we wanna make sure we do that Sunday night planning meeting I mentioned earlier. Um, and I know it's weird, maybe for some people like, oh, it's you're having a meeting with your spouse. Like, yeah, 
yeah, I run our family just like our business as much as I can. Um, and as much as I don't call it that because business and Christina, eh, it goes hand in hand sometimes. But like for us, we want to sit down on Sunday nights and just plan out the week. Hey, what are we doing? What's our, what's our meal plan for the week, right? Who's cooking? Who's doing what? What do we need to get? What's going on with the kids this week? Who's doing drop-offs? Who's doing pickups? Like, you know, again, she's back to work and new job. And so we got a whole bunch of new routines and we're still navigating this every day. You know, what are the events we have going on, right? Do we have date nights planned in the schedule, right? If we don't, let's get one. Let's make sure we're getting our two in this month, right? We're here on January 8th and we haven't done one yet. So I'm like, all right, we got 23 more days to get a date night in, two of them, right? Which is great. It's exciting to me, but if we don't schedule it, it's never gonna happen. Trust me, I know us. Um, you know, so that's a big thing for us, right? So what do you and your spouse, you know, what do you want to do maybe again with the kids, right? Like I know as they get older, um, I heard this a lot, like, you know, have those one-on-one, -on -one, almost like date nights with your kids, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, both of you guys taking each of them out on their own to go do something fun. Or, you know, I know sometimes like mom takes one, dad takes the other, and then the next month they flip flop. But whatever that looks like, right? Set some goals, set some new routines and things you want to start doing this year that you're not doing. Because uh, again, if you don't plan it out, it's not going to happen. And here's what I want to leave you with. For me, this is the key to everything, right? The key to ensuring you hit all your goals here in 2024 is putting it in your calendar and putting it on your to-do list, whatever that looks like for you. You can make all the plans you want. You can envision what the year is going to look like, how it's going to be the best year ever and everything else. But if it's not in your daily routine, your action plan in front of your face to do the tasks necessary to make these goals happen, you'll end 2024 where you ended 2023 at, which is right here, okay? So plans are great, visioning's great, man, we wanna crush the year, but if you're not intentional about figuring out how to make these things happen, right? If I'm not intentional to, to keep that two date nights a month in front of my face, and guess what? Having the Sunday night meetings is kind of the system in place to make sure we're doing those things, right? It's on our agenda, if you will, <laughs> for that that talk every every week. I gotta make sure it's in front of my face because I can say two date nights a month and guess what? It's gonna be, you're gonna see me at Expo the end of February and you're like, hey Chris, how many date nights have you guys done? And I'll be like, uh, none, right? So I want you to ask me at Expo when you see me in between sessions, at the trade show booth, after I speak, whatever. If you're gonna be in Orlando, ask me, how many date nights have you guys done? And I better tell you four. Again, accountability, I build it into all these episodes. So I appreciate you guys. I hope you got some nuggets out of this. If you wanna chat more, let me know. I'll help hold you accountable. Again, if you want our Google Sheet, reach out to me, shoot me an email. If you wanna take advantage of our January special, see what it looks like to work with us, visit our website, elitebusinessadvisors.com, and we will see you on next week's episode. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit pcapainted.org.